In today's episode, we're speaking to Deborah Peters. Deborah is not just a top international business coach, but an idea. She helps business leaders scale, offering a specialized leading edge approach. She is known in the industry as the business accelerator, a global thought leader and a professional speaker. Let's find out how Deborah changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today we have the pleasure and the honor of speaking to the beautiful, the wonderful, the amazing Deborah Peters. Welcome, Deborah. Thank you for having me from across the pond. I love it. Thank you so much for being our guest. Yes, we are literally across the pond, not only a bit of a large pond, but it is a pond. Well, well, we just heard how amazing you are, Deborah. But in your own words, please tell everybody what it is that you do. I'm a business coach and a mindset expert. Um, I've been working with companies and helping them scale now for a couple decades. So any small to mid-sized organization, I've done a lot of work in in different countries, 17 of them so far. So um, I have this unique blend of neuroscience with business strategy that enables companies to really go above and beyond anything that they could imagine wonderful amazing and that that actually explains why you are such a phenomenal coach and uh, you have so so many achievements under your belt so deborah i know how amazing you are and the people you have heard how all the achievements you've uh, had over the over the last couple of decades as you put it but how did you all get started what's your journey where did it all begin for you obviously you don't wake up one day and decide i'm going to be a business coach and a mindset coach and those are those are professions i didn't even know existed when i was a baby or when i was growing up so how did it all start from you and what's your journey been like well it's been a um labor of love let's call it that because um I've been writing, actually I've been writing and I'm turning this into a book. So the timing for us to have this conversation is impeccable. Um, Mm. I feel like people, especially, you know, when I was trying to figure myself out and Mm. figure out my income, I'm not going to call it a career. It's just like, where did I want to put my talent and my gifts that would generate money so I could live the way I want to live. That Mm. that was essentially always kind of percolating in the back of my mind. So going through the process of of figuring that out meant that I had to heal my past, which was no small adventure. Believe me, I grew up on a farm, Mm -hmm. which was probably my saving grace because being with animals and being outdoors and being able to just to run wild and free in the countryside without, you know, worry about something happening to me or somebody stealing me, you know, things we worry about our children today Mm. didn't exist for me. But um, the hard part was being in a family that was abusive and 
critical of each other, obviously themselves, you know, that's where it all starts. And um, I had an alcoholic father that died when I was seven. Mm. Um, I was molested when I was a little girl. And, uh, and then I buried that. So this is what's fascinating as I'm writing this book. It's really, um, okay, this was my experience. Here's the tool to get past mm. whatever that does to your psyche. Mm. I internalized so much as, to the point where I didn't even realize I was doing it. Like I became this, I don't know how to, to describe it, but like whatever would come at me, I could just take it on, you know, mm. to my own detriment because I was unconscious of myself doing it. Mm. But it was a coping mechanism. It was a survival uh, process. Um, I had a child when I was 15 and became a single mom. And wow, I just at kept... 15. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's hard to imagine now. I like I look back on it and I go, I have no idea how I went to high school and changed diapers and did so you feeding. You, you went to high school as well at the same time while you had the baby. Did you have any support? No, no. Uh, it was one of those situations where I think I really rocked my mother's world beyond what she could handle. You know, mm. my dad died years before yeah. my sister was pregnant at 16 and married to an abusive alcoholic. Like there's these patterns, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. You see the patterns. It's yes, not that it's not that we were, you know, I think a lot of people, there's stigmas in society where people look at families and go, they're just losers. They're just weak. They're just, they'll never become anything. And it's yeah. so not true. You know, life happens. Yeah. We have these experiences then we develop a, a perception of ourselves and that perception gets projected into the next life experience and the next one until we start to make these patterns predominant in our thinking, our feeling, our emotions, our experiences, our relationships. So I was in that, mm. but yet there was something in me and I, I, I just, I, I call it God. Like there was something in me that said, you are not this, you are so much more. Hmm. And I just kept listening to that and taking one step at a time forward. <laughs> I want to know, how did you cope and how did you, you know, how did you manage studying and diapers and baby and, and especially stigma attached as well. I mean, this is going, must be about 30 years back. So the stigma, is, oh, it, it, I think things have moved on a lot more now, whereas For sure. the, that that kind of aspect, you probably get a lot more support now as well. Even from your home, you probably have external support. There are, there are organizations and charities available to support um, young women who are in that situation now. Mm-hmm. And you have other options and so forth. But, you know, at that time, I know as a woman that there would there would be so many other issues that you have to balance out, plus the, right. the attitude, yeah, plus the attitude at school as well. You know, other people's other children's attitude towards you. How did you cope? How, what, what went through your mind, and how did you keep yourself sane? You know, I asked myself <laughs> that, that very question. You, you, I, you were just a superwoman, weren't you? You were just a super-minded I just, superwoman. Yeah, I was just a warrior. 
Mm. You know, I was just a warrior and there was something about that, let's say challenge that I just said, it's not a challenge. This is a choice I've made Mm. and I'm going to crush this, you know, I'm going to knock this out of the park. So I I went to college too. I went to college and had my own string of abusive boyfriends that I had to work that through for me and find my, the biggest, the biggest hurdle was finding my self-worth. Yes. And it didn't really truly like the authentic, deep in your heart, self-worth stuff didn't really percolate to the surface until who like maybe 10 years ago. Hmm. So I think I was probably doing the as if strategy, (laughs) just act as if, and, you know, don't let anybody see you sweat. Just like, yeah, Hmm. hunker down, make it happen. Put a smile on your face. Toughen up. I don't, yeah, toughen up, you know, and that's what I, I think I'm learning as I'm writing this out how I internalized so much. And I think that's what a lot of people do. You know, people do one of two things, right? Mm. They either internalize it and they're, they deny the pain of it or they externalize it and they act out and they do destructive things. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a third option. They could actually do inner healing, but <laughs> many, yes. people, many people choose not to do that. Um, well, it's scary. It's it scary is. to look at that stuff. I mean, you know, the reason I became a coach was I was in this course and I said to myself, Hey, if I can, if I can evolve me past poverty and the statistic of being what a single mother at 15 with no support system should turn into Mm. coming from an abusive background. If I can evolve me beyond that, I can help a lot of people because yeah. I figured I was a pretty significant case study. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, surely. So how does a girl who is a, who becomes a single parent, a single mother at 15, who actually somehow, somehow has the courage to go not only complete her education, but go off to college, but how does she go from that insecure, scarcity mindset young woman into this turn into this warrior woman who achieves all the accolades that you received and all the things that you have received over the last, um, especially the last few years, how does one go from that child, that woman who's like a victim, who is stuck in the victim mentality because you were attracting abusive relationships, even at college to this warrior, self-assured, confident woman. That sounds like a huge journey. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's something that when I'm looking at it at the moment, I'm in awe of like, wow, what a journey, what a transformation. How did you, how did you work on your mind? And I know you said, you you know, use the as if strategy, but how did you cope through the low moments and the self-doubts and the imposter syndrome, which must've popped its head, you know, multiple times. How did you keep, again, the question is, how did you keep saying, how did you stay above water? How did you keep that momentum going and carrying going and just not just you know because we must have fallen multiple times multiple times yeah how did you get up brush yourself off and carry on walking you know when you put it in those terms like and you paint that picture I'm like whoa because <laughs> I don't think about 
that much. You know, I just, you just did like, it. Yeah, I just did it. And I'm, I'm always in creation mode. So I'm mm-hmm. always creating. And I suppose there's the answer, you know, I, uh, I was always creating The the thing is, is that it's a moment by moment process. Mm. And I tried to believe me, I tried leapfrogging past stuff. There's no shortcut to consciousness. You know, no, there isn't, there isn't. I, I'm so glad you said that there isn't, you yeah. have to go through it. You have to process through, through your emotions, through your traumas, through your hardships, embrace you know, the, the weaknesses in you, your, your own shortcomings, so to speak. And you just have to carry on with all of that because that's the human side of you and you just have to accept it. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, I, I believe, in fact, I know from working with so many clients for so long Mm. that each of us has within us like a, an internal guidance system, like a, an inner being the God for us, a spark mm, in our yes. heart that is always there for us. And all we have to do is talk to it and ask it for help. And I think that was always my saving grace because I, as I look back on it now, I put myself in a lot of compromising situations mm. because I didn't know any better. Therein lies the rub, you know, mm. we don't know what we don't know. Yep. So to answer your question, getting through it and getting like constantly finding a way to raise myself up above the fray was always just one second after another. The quantum leaps didn't come until after I started gaining some bandwidth on like when I say bandwidth, like uh, self-awareness, like a Mm. sense of self. One of the pivotal moments for me was um, I was having a, an argument with one of my sisters and I had always, I was the youngest in the family and I was like 10 years younger than my sisters. So I was sort of like the sacrificial lamb, if you will, for mm-hmm. everything that went on in our family from the abuse my mom went through with, from my dad, you know, my dad dying and everybody being the emotional wrecks and just the constant dysfunction that played out with the criticism and the uh, emotional abandonment. I mean, how can a parent support a child emotionally if they can't support themselves? Yeah. Right. Agreed. So, yes. Right. So there's all of that. And yet inside me, I just could always hear and feel this voice saying, you're moving past this, just keep going, keep going. And it gave me some sense of solace, you know, Mm -hmm. some sense of I'm going to be okay. I'm going to land on my feet. And I used to say that to myself all the time. You're going through this hardship right now, but you're going to land on your feet. You know, this is a, this is a tough situation, but you're going to land on your feet. And it was almost like alchemy where Mm -hmm. I would literally go from being like maybe being evicted from my house because I couldn't pay and having to find a new place for me and my daughter to live, which happened a lot (laughs) because I would recreate the pattern, but then I would land on my feet. Mm. And because I would say that to myself, you know, there's something better coming. I really believe it was my relationship with God because there's no other way of explaining it. 
I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. I love that. And actually, from, from, the, from the spiritual point of view, from manifestation point of view, you were manifesting both things. So you were, you, were, you were manifesting the hardships, of course, and you actually, you actually talked about them as well. You're going through hardships at the moment, which means you're, you're, you're going to agree to again and again, but you're going to land near feet too. And that's exactly what you happened. So you got exactly what you said. So it became, Always. it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. That's what yes. it ended up being. And, and this is, um, and I, I, I want people to take note of that. Because, I mean, people have different situations. Of course, they will have different scenarios in their life. But there are many situations where they are also repeating something to themselves, an affirmation or without knowing, by the way, because you didn't know you were saying this. Exactly. But they were that that too can become their self-fulfilling prophecy. And this is the problem with, with, with victim mortality because people think things always bad. Things always happen to me. My things always go wrong for me. And guess what? Things always go wrong for you. And you know, they, so this is why... Um, I think it's very important to become aware of what you're saying to yourself, your inner dialogue. I think your inner dialogue is more important than your external dialogue to other people. For sure. Um, For whether sure. you're saying it out loud or under your breath, it doesn't really matter. But your, your conversation with yourself, I think, is 10 times more important than the conversation we have with you have with anybody else, any external person, because that is when you're creating your reality. And this is what For you sure. found. Um, um, so tell me, when did you become aware of the fact that you were creating all this chaos in your life? So um, there was a book that was given to me by a friend and it was Louise Hayes' first book, You Can Heal Your Life. Ah. I left it sitting on my nightstand for a week. I didn't even crack the book. And um, she said to me, so how are you liking the book? And I was like... I haven't, I haven't read it. She goes, well, then you have to give it back to me. And I was like, whoa, like that was a, like, that was a whoa moment. Mm. And um, so I returned it to her. And about six months later, I had this epiphany that I was um, creating through my thoughts. It just came to me one day, which is Mm. how our inner guidance system works. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it just came to me one day that I was creating all of this chaos so I could be the champion and rescue myself. And I didn't, life didn't have to be that way because it was a roller coaster. Yeah. The highs were high. The lows and those were low. low. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it, it was hard on my daughter. It was hard. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, she, I'm sure we've had many conversations about this and she, you know, was like, what, what's going on here? Why mm-hmm. we keep doing this? So I went out and I actually bought the book and I started reading it and it, um, it actually triggered a healing crisis in my body. Mm. So uh, as I started detoxing the trauma, the shock to my nervous system from all the experiences I'd had before I started doing them to myself, you know, within the family unit. And then what I'd been doing to myself, I mean, I gained 
probably 40 pounds, maybe more. Wow. Um, I couldn't get off my sofa. I, I slept for two years, I think, pretty much. I'd get up in the morning, take my daughter to school, go home, sleep, and um, get up at the end of the day and go pick her up from school. And that's all I could do. That was wow. the max. Yeah. That may surprise some people, but because I'm feeling into your energy and looking at the severity of the trauma, it doesn't surprise me because there's so much emotion that had been pushed underground. That yeah. When it had an outlet, it just came out and the floodgates were open. I know. I didn't know what was going on with me because yeah. I pre that I owned a gym. So, you know, that's the other side of the story. Uh, coming out of college, I only had like two jobs, maybe three two banks. I worked at two banks for six months each. I hated it. Mm. Um, sorry to the banking industry, but <laughs> for my creativity, like that is not the place to be. No. And then I worked for a contractor, you know, that built um, high rises. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun, but it just, I just needed to really do my own thing. So mm. I bought a club, a fitness club and developed it and coming off the heels of that. And then going through that healing crisis and having my body blowed up, I felt so out of control, so lost and so confused about what is happening to me, you know, until I, but then that was fuel to figure it out. Mm. So then I started really looking at the relationship between thought, emotion, and my nervous system and, my gut health and my brain function. And it's just been fascinating. Like it just keeps unfolding, just keeps unfolding. Wow. So once, once you overcame that, so after the two years, what happened then? Then what brought you back to the land of the living? I started to receive more energy through my body. Mm. You know, there was more communication. I think as I was purging that trauma and the shock that I'd experienced. Cause a lot of, you know, I, there was this one experience where my brother-in-law was beating my sister and held a gun to her head. Oh, wow. And I had to decide what to do. Do I run to the neighbors? Do I stay like if I leave, will he kill her? If I stay, will he kill us both? You know, I was 10, right? I was 10. Oh, wow. This is when you're 10. Wow. And so that kind of like impact on your nervous system, I had to, I needed a minute to, to, to be able to purge that. And, but after a while, it, it was like a light started coming through again, you know? Mm. And so I, I think it's worth saying to anybody that's going through any sort of reboot in your life or, or self-reinvention, mm. just like be really gentle with yourself because I wasn't, mm. because I was so hard on myself. It's like, why am I not more energetic? Why am I not more clear-minded? But when you're detoxing from a past that is traumatic your body just, you know, it's like when you have the flu or a cold and then it starts to exit the body and that's when you get the runny nose and the headache and the, the sore throat, you know, it's on its way out. Mm -hmm. So that was the biggest thing I learned. And what happened is I had this light bulb moment reading Louise Hayes book that 
there's a whole other way of thinking. Mm. There's a whole other way of talking to myself. There's a whole other way of feeling about me and life. And it just was like a ray of sunshine (laughs) that there was a different reality, a different paradigm that I could connect to. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's been a journey for sure. For sure. For sure. And it's, difficult for people and this is why I love doing these Friday features it's difficult for people to to look at you now and see how successful you are and the kind of companies you work with and the kind of difference you make in there in the companies and the income and the bottom number for a woman to be so powerful and so in tune with her intuition and you know is guiding other people in these amazing companies was once a lost soul herself who was you know, was trying to find her inner self, let alone be on inner journey. She was trying to find her inner self. And it's, it's, this is why I think conversations like these are important to allow other people to know. It doesn't matter where you are on your journey. Tomorrow is a new day. You can wake up and start fresh and not just, it's, it's become a cliche, but to actually really embody that and understand truly it's a new day and it's full of choices and you get to choose what it is that you're going to focus on, be it, you know, your inner self, you know, be it your, you know, healing your inner self, or actually taking the first step to healing yourself by maybe getting a book by Louise Hay, or if it's something to do with money, they can get my book, um, you know, Laws of Money, or, um, you know, something else of, um, I think one of the books that I would definitely recommend would be, um, you know, Wallace D. Waddles, uh, Science of Getting Rich. All these books, they, I, love, I love these books because I think these books are great. They, they talk about abundance, but in order for you to get abundance, you have to heal yourself. And yeah. any kind of abundance in any area of your life, be it you know, finances, relationships, health, you have to do inner healing. And this is um, so important. But, I mean, it's been a, fasc- it's been a fascinating, fascinating listening to you. And, and wow, what a, what, a, what a journey that you've had over these years and what a transformation. So... Thank you so much for sharing with us, Deborah. That has been, it's been really insightful. Tell us what are your parting thoughts and what would be your um, recommendation to someone listening to this moment? We are in a massive state of change in terms of the consciousness of humanity. Agreed. When I started this journey, I was literally alone. Mm. <laughs> I had no one to reflect with, bounce things off of, nobody around me um, could even relate to anything I was going through. Mm. And so now we are in a new place and there's a couple of things, you know, one is just really trust yourself. You know, I just had a conversation with a client today, you know, trust the process Mm. And love yourself because when you practice self-love, the insecurities drop, the self-worth builds. Um, Take a few minutes each day to appreciate your life. Mm. I go on little walks. I take breaks between clients. I go on little walks and it's simple things like appreciating the chirping of a bird, the breeze on your skin, even if it's raining, get outside and thank God for the rain, for, for what it does for the plants and how it washes the streets. I don't care, figure it out, like 
find a way to appreciate the intangible things, the small things, the things that cost nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. to just walk, walk outdoors and appreciate the sun and then ask yourself higher level questions. So learn to ask you instead of saying, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get this? Why does this keep happening to me? Those questions will just trigger more answers Mm -hmm. of the same level of vibration. Ask, ask, ask a stupid question, get a dumb answer. <laughs> right. <laughs> or ask a limiting an- question and you get a limiting answer. answer. So ask yourself questions like, what else is possible? Mm-hmm. What haven't, what haven't I thought of yet? Mm-hmm. What, what could I do differently that I haven't considered? Mm-hmm. And what that does is it inspires you because the answer is always there what it does is it inspires you to receive the answer, to receive the guidance. The answer and the guidance is always there. It's just waiting for you to ask that question. Oh, what a wonderful, what a wonderful way to end this segment. Um, So Deborah, tell everybody, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet? So my website is neimind.com. It stands for Neuroengineering Institute. So N-E-I-M-I-N-D.com. My Instagram is N-E-I and then the number four change. So I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, I have a lot going on on LinkedIn. If you're a company owner, you can connect with me there as well. Wonderful. And all the links that Deborah's just mentioned. So if you're listening to us on the podcast, in the, in the show notes, we will have all of Deborah's links. So you can go and connect with her and check her out there. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we will have all her links to do check her out. She has an amazing journey, but she's also a phenomenal woman because of it. Um, so do go check her out and connect with her. Well, so thank you so much for being such an amazing guest for us, Deborah. It's been a pleasure and an honor speaking to you. And I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed going through your journey with you and listening to you. And I'm in awe of, you know, what transformation you've had and what you've achieved over your, over your life. But we need to have you back for Money Talkies. We need to have a, a discussion with you about that so we can pick your brain about certain other things. Sure. So please do come back for us. But thank you to, uh, thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to me and Deborah today on Friday Feature. I will be back with another amazing guest asking them how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.